0: This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out RobotsRadio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to our another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, followed by my two other hosts, Trey. Hello. And Steven.
1: Hey, hey, what's up?
0: And you all know, this week we are doing our final episode on the crystals, finally. <laughs> uh, it, Which is, yeah, it's been a lot um but we are going to go over through final fantasy 12 all the way up to 16 with some side games in there um now i will let everybody know now 16 we don't it's nothing spoiler for the story so no one has to worry about if you haven't played 16 you don't have to worry about there is no spoilers
1: and more importantly, Ben finally gets to talk about 14. He hasn't got to talk about it yet on the podcast. So Not offici- <laughs> like
0: officially with lore. No, not yet. Now I get to. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, so we're going to kick this off. Obviously, we're going to start with 12 where we left off. So crystals are commonly found in the form of magicite. Magicite in the world of... Inviblace is described as a kind of magical stone capable of storing mist and being extracted for to use of magic. Nethesite was a special type of magicite that holds a great amount of magical energy. And magic is spelled M-A-G-I-C-K. So it's magic with the K at the end. Just, you know, to change things up. So if it's not just, you know, magic.
1: Like yeah, they got cute standard. with
0: it there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so items such as the Dawn Star Shard are revealed to be shards of the Sun Crest, a large crystal in a powerful form of Nethisite, uh having been used to conquest and campaigns for the legendary Dynast King, Wrathball, in the Kingdom of Dalmasia, and secured the legacy for centuries. And through the studies of Doctor Sid, so in this game, Sid is a doctor. Uh the oh,
1: he's an evil doctor, yeah,
0: yeah. The Arcadian Empire had begun to synthesize artificial Nethysite, and with the Arcadons have begun to campaign to conquer the world. Princess Ash focused much of her effort on acquiring the shard of the Suncrest. Uh, to use the power to wage war on Arcadia while the Archadons track down the same shards for experimentation. And then crystals are found throughout the world, and one of the many functions is as a save point. Go figure, because, I mean, that makes Mm. sense, because crystals are normally used as save points at some point. Yeah. Uh, these crystals are divided into the save crystals which let the players save the game. The gate crystals which also allow teleportation to other gate crystals. Many enemies also drop various elemental crystals used to making items. in the bazaar and espers are also bound to crystals before they are defeated. There is also the enemy that takes form of a crystal called a crystal bug. And the great crystal is a guard... Jantuin de Crystal that's speculated by the party to be the origin of the mist in Evilis and is where the Orcorea dwell. Orcureia themselves resemble living crystals and are said to be immortal.
1: Yeah, they're like uh, <clears throat> they're like a alien species sort of thing. I can't say <laughs> what they're like because it's from 16 but there is a similar kind of vibe to it from sixteen, but there, yeah, I can't say more. I don't want to spoil anything.
2: I but really like the way they use the crystals as the save points, and the um, specifically how they use them to fast travel around with the orange crystals because uh, ten, you ha- you were in your airship, and then you could go, uh, you know, you could pick your location. Twelve. I thought it was a little bit uh, smoother, a little bit cleaner, and I, I I really liked the way they used them for for twelve.
1: And they still have airships too in twelve. But I mean, uh, other than to save your teleport crystals, there's really no reason to use them. It's like why would I why would I use this? I've got these teleport crystals here. But they still have airships.
0: And then, um, also with Final Fantasy XII, we have the Revenant Wings, which is a, uh, another game in the series for twelve. So, crystals uh, come in the form of Auracite, which people can use to summon Yari. Uh, using the Auracite comes with a price. Each time someone uses it, their anima slowly drains away. And this is the reason the Agile uh, have been reduced to emotionless shells. Okay. Before we get further. <laughs> um Yari is <laughs> essentially summons. Anima is obviously going to be like one's like life force. Typically, yeah. um that is another term for like life energy. There's also, you know, chi or Key and all that stuff.
1: Also, the coolest summon in Final Fantasy Ten.
0: Yeah. And the Agile are a race of winged humanoids. So think of people with wings, like Hawkman, Hawk Girl from DC.
1: Literally, that. Cool. I'd never, you know, never see them in just straight twelve. I've never heard of this game. Like I think I've, I've it,
0: if I recall, it might have been Japan only. Because Japan did have some side games that were specifically only released in Japan.
1: That would make sense.
0: Uh there was also a larger piece of the crystals called Aureliths, uh, which from which all orcite come, destroying the Oraliths, release the trapped anima that, that they have absorbed, the soul crystal gameplay element, and certain battles reincarnates its team Kato members periodically. And I think Trey's looking up if the Revenant Wings came out in the U.S. It
2: it looks like it was released in the U.S., but it was on the Nintendo DS, so it was a a oh,
0: that's why no one heard of it because (laughs) who played Final Fantasy on the DS? (laughs) Because I to be fair, I
2: I think Twelve when it was released, it it did not it wasn't very popular because the battle system was so different from anything that had been Final Fantasy before with it being so active. And I think there was a lot of backlash towards that. Um, It wasn't an easy transition for the fan base.
1: It's true. I hated it when I first played it, but the more you get into it and you can even look up like guides if you really wanted to, but honestly, after playing through it um, this latest time, it's honestly, it's my favorite gameplay of the entire franchise.
0: Did they change things with the when they re
1: released it for the Zodiac Age? They did, but not gameplay wise. It was like the like the job board that you get, you get a second job. It just it made things a little bit easier because when the original came out, it was it was probably like for me, it was the hardest one to play. Like I got stuck so early on in the game. Have
2: Have you played ESO since launch, Ben? Oh yeah. So it'd be like going back to when ESO first came out, and you'd get, you'd hit your like uh, your level, and instead of champion levels going to like one sixty, it was like one two three, and uh, it just was a okay. slog. It would be like going from that to to just the streamline. The the quality of life is so much better with the Zodiac version, but the core gameplay is all the same.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense.
2: I agree with Steve, Steve, though, about 12 being severely underrated, and I appreciate it so much more now. Like Back then, I was with everyone else cracking jokes about how it was just a Star Wars ripoff, and now I go back and play it, and I just absolutely love it.
1: You're not wrong. It really is A New Hope. (laughs) It is pretty hilarious. Oh,
0: no, that means... So many games to play. <laughs> oh, I've, only, is... I've only played bits and pieces of twelve. Um I've never like actually like sat down and like
1: ran through it. It's severely underrated, but there is like if you think nine gets into the action fast, twelve is just like the whole game. There's barely cutscenes. It's just straight action the whole time. It's you're running or you're fighting, and there's no in between. There's cutscenes are like Two minutes long and then you're boom
2: right back into it. Alright, well for whatever reason they also have my favorite hunts. But that's probably yeah. enough we, we probably went on long enough about twelve. <laughs> uh
0: so yeah, so after twelve we obviously have thirteen. So crystals interact on in the world of the form of the Foul Cell See Foul C uh godlike machines powered by the crystals. Their power seems limitless as they helped create cocoon. Which is essentially another moon in the world of Grand Pulse. These entities can create Ilse uh, by planting a crystal shard known as an etalith uh, Some somewhere inside the human body, the ECR to a degree, their avatars in the world. And then we have LC, uh, which are which can use magic and summon edelons, uh via their Edoliths. And if an IC. Fails In the task they are given, the power of the crystals will turn them into a monstrosis, monstrosis, crystallized seeth uh, if they complete their focus. I see rewarded uh, with eternity by becoming lifeless crystals because both fates are considered to be fate akin to or even worse than death. Cocoon civilians live in fear of the icy, and cast out those become as such. Jeez, the words they use
2: in this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, the will they're like, uh, they're the ones who get the tattoos. Um, I've seen a lot of those tattoos out in the world. Uh, I didn't realize 13 was as popular as it is with the people who love it. They seem to, to really love it.
0: And then humans, like the Fowl also possess crystal powers, though in a different manner. Crystal is the universe's life substance. The crystals power the Fowl like a computer processor, give them amazing magical powers and making them immortal and capable of aging. Yet the humans possess an even greater power. When a human dies, their souls turns into crystal energy and passes through the door of souls to be eventually reborn. And then the Fowl envy this tree as they do too, would like to possess through the door of souls, they reunited with their maker during the game's final chapters. The party can observe the crystal energy in the air as tiny glimmering shards.
1: It's pretty standard for Final Fantasies. The the death and rebirth, you know, through a different body.
0: And then now we have 13-2, so another sequel to a mainline game. So, right. when Noel and Sarah uh, defeat a monster in battle, they gain its power in form of crystal and summon it to uh, fight alongside them. This ability was granted to Sarah by the goddess Netro, Itro. Uh, Mog has a crystal on the antenna instead of a classic Moogle uh, pom-pom. It is also incorporated into the weapons he turns into. Fragments, uh, crystallized memories, take appearance in various crystals. The Artifacts, items that which do not belong in their time period also are also a type of crystal. Chaos' uh, great sword and armor has a crystal attached to it which is revealed to be one of the fragments to be Bahamut's Edilith. Well, that's not terrifying, having a freaking Death Dragon's crystal on your
2: armor and sword.
1: I've never even... I've never played any of these. I played
2: them and I... I don't remember any of it. I don't remember like it's like a whole new a whole new story for me.
1: I'm fascinated to hear about it. I mean, it certainly seems convoluted. There's a lot going on here.
0: And the meteor that Noel arrives to New Bohem is also a crystal. Atlas is powered by a type of crystal. The Historia Crux utilizes a crystal as a means to preserving. The states of locations have previously been visited as the completed locations bear the message time and memory, frozen in crystal. And then there is a link between the deities of the crystals and the Fabula Nova Chrysalis universe as the fragment oh. Boona's <laughs> bell sleeps, uh, mentions that the crystal gives birth to all things via the deities, wills, and that the internal dream world of the crystals lie within the unseen realm oh oh wow that's uh
1: that's a lot of crystals
0: yeah i mean
1: is that every character
0: uh i mean they don't talk about lightning
1: (laughs) is she in two
0: um you know what no she's not in two she's only in one and three
2: yeah, two years searching for lightning. You're, you play as her sister, Sarah, um, Snow's f- fiancé wife. I, I, th- I, don't, I don't remember if they get married in the end or, or not. But yeah, you play as her, and then Noel's like a time traveler from the end of times. He comes back uh, very convoluted, but <laughs> makes a little more sense than when you read it out.
1: Yeah. It seems to be the case with all of these.
2: And
0: then, uh, last but not least, we have Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII. Uh So, random encounters sometimes transform into green crystals upon being defeated. To Snigify, dropping the ability for lightning soul seeds, the object in which form monsters take the form of small purple crystals and appear within chaos and fusions. Special merchants pay to gather soul seeds during a quest in Luxeron related to... Vanelli, uh, Lightning must find a crystal shard that Vanelli uses to keep to contact with Fang. And in the data log, it is stated that, oh god, uh, uh, true form is an everlasting crystal after the apocalypse, Lightning and her friends are forced by a large crystal in a void, uh, which shatters and triggers the birth of a new world and releases the souls of humanity. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> um, so, if anybody wants to know more about the third, like Final Fantasy 13 in the series, um, you can go play them on Steam, or they are backwards compatible on Xbox. Which in this is it's really weird. Third, the 13 series, 13, one, two, and three. For some reason, they have not ported those over to PlayStation. It's, it's something to weird. do with
2: how they were made on the PlayStation 3. Which makes sense because like that, yeah. PS3 games
0: obviously did not work on PS4 because long short story here. Um, the PS3 archetype like structure for games was so, so vastly different from the 2 to the 3. And then also from 3 to 4 to where the tech where like like so if you go back and like listen to developers during the PS three and three sixty time, it was a living nightmare <laughs> during those time making games because three sixty was still using C D ROM. So Xbox is still using C D ROM where and same as Nintendo with the, with the Wii and all that, they were using C D ROM as well, where PlayStation transitioned to Blu-ray. Blu-ray obviously can add more data to one disc. Therefore, when they develop a game, they have to have two different models of the game being created specifically for the two separate consoles because of how the data has to be stored onto a disc. Ugh. Yeah, it was a living nightmare. But you could play... well to get it back. Uh, uh, go ahead, Steve.
1: I was just going to say real quick, you could play um, PS2 games on PS3, right? only
0: on a very specific model of the ps3 and by that i mean like the og model that first came out any model after the original the fat boy boy, every model after the fat boy did not have backwards
1: compatibility okay i guess yeah i always had the original i never got the slim so it makes sense yep so what were you gonna say trey
2: Oh, just the crystals in thirteen they sound a lot like the live stream from seven. I know we we tend to go back to that a lot, but it sounds a lot like that's just kind of the the live stream of the wor- that world,
1: yeah, and they both have an apocalypse at the end, so yep, that is also true,
0: but um it, at at this point, I think we're gonna take a quick mid break before we dive into the next game, oh boy. <laughs> everyone welcome to the mid-break of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy and at this point I just want to thank everybody who is listening to the show and continue listening to supporting us um, if you do want to support us there's a few different options that you can do that you can support us through Patreon.com/slash. Uh, final fantasy Lorecast, where you can join us and get ad free episodes you can get um even join us on once a month on the show of your topic of your choosing we can talk about anything final fantasy theories games what you play in 14 anything that you want don't doesn't matter and then you can also support us uh by leaving reviews and ratings uh on spotify and apple on Apple, with a five star with some words, we'll read out loud the next time on the show. And on Spotify, you can leave some stars, but you can also now uh, post a comment on each episode. Uh, if you leave some nice words on an episode, we will read that out loud next time on the show as well. Uh, this week, we don't have any, but that is okay. I do have a private
1: message from from a friend oh, who is okay. listening. Um, I won't read the whole thing, um, but basically, he's... Uh, he felt we disrespected final fantasy eight so he says he needs to come on and defend final fantasy VIII. Oh boy um, he wants to be a, an eight truther oh boy what you,
0: you guys say i can't remember
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't think Trey disrespected it i said it stinks but that's because oh, okay. i am just bitter because i can't figure out the junction system so i <laughs> i'm petty and i say i hate it <laughs> that's just me.
0: That's fair. And I do have a comment from Lotus of Doom. If anybody knows, he is the one of the hosts for the Elder Scrolls lore cast. And he, is, he doesn't even play Final Fantasy. and He loves listening to the show. Awesome. So it's great.
2: Well, Final Fantasy was my first Final Fantasy. So it does have a, a special place for me, even if Irvine makes no sense whatsoever.
1: And I... <laughs>
2: We all know this. We all just have to accept that that is just the, the biggest plot hole in Final Fantasy.
1: <laughs> he did say he's really enjoying the podcast. Just my, we have a just your joke comment about, towards eight
2: specifically. Yeah, <laughs> we have a running
1: joke about, about eight. Why, whether or not eight or nine is the People superior game. People
2: hate what they can't understand, and you can't understand eight.
1: That's certainly true. <laughs> That's on. It's on me. I, I take full responsibility. That. I'm bad at it. Oh my
2: gosh.
0: Um, But you can also join us on a few different discords. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, where we have a channel for this show, as far as my other shows as well, uh, Holocron Histories and Wizarding World Lorecast. And you can join us on our own Discord called Ben and Friends Podcasting, where we have channels for this show, Wizarding World and Holocron as well, and where we have a free company now on Sarah. Sarah on the Seraph server of 14 called the crystal Lord masters. So if you are on Seraph or want to join us, uh, you can create a character log in to serif and just message us and we can get you on to the free company. Um, is anything, is there anything else you guys want to add?
1: You could catch me on there every once in a while being mad about how much I have to run from place to place.
0: That's an MMO yeah that's just an mmo that's just had to deal with it
1: <laughs> yeah. that's it for me Did you I don't have anything
2: else. are you good do you use your sprint yeah i mean i i'm i got it to where it clicks so i can just use it as soon as it comes up
1: oh well i need to figure that out <laughs> uh <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get you caught up
0: but anyway um uh, we are gonna get back into the show Alrighty, speaking of 14, we are now <laughs> into Final Fantasy 14. So, finally, crystals in 14. There's a lot. So, first off, we have etherites. Uh, crystals are massive shards of crystallized ether, eth, etheric mist. Um, Precisely cut and fused to arcane machinery, the origin of technology is unknown and is apparently wholly unnecessary beyond aesthetic purposes as beastman tribes make use of aerothetic fashioned entirely of raw crystal. So what you see in game is just to make it look pretty and cool. It's essentially what it's for. Um
2: cool. I mean I love the system.
0: Yeah. And the uh, Etherite uh, primary serves as means for the Warrior of Light to get place to place. So, just like in 12, where, you know, you can use crystals to teleport, and there's airships. Well, you have the same thing in 14. Though you don't get airships until, like, a good... I wouldn't say in that good... point, Like, it, after you're like, starting city story is when you get to an actual airship. Uh, so you can go to other places, but once you unlock the attune to that sped etherite, you'll barely ever use airships.
1: Yeah, I mean, so basically, like twelve. Where exactly? They're there you could, if you but, want to, you know.
2: And if you want to be cheap, they do have the chocobos you can you can ride if you're going to somewhere in the same area. Yes, there is Chocobos as
0: um, mounts. Uh, there's other mounts as well that you can get later throughout the game or buy or whatnot. Um,
2: well, you... not even the mount, but like the, the Chocobo like, system. Oh, the porters. The por- I think it's Yeah, the, porter. yeah, yeah. the Chocobo, Chocobo porter.
0: porters. Yeah, it's, you can sp- like spend like, I think like 100 gil to go to like specific places.
2: Oh, no, way cheap. it's, it's is like it cheaper than that? 3 gil. Yeah, it's like 3 or 4 gil, 5 gil. Oh, that is and super it's... cheap. Yeah, and it gives you a chance to you know check your phone real quick while they they run you to your area. So if you're like Steve and you don't like running around, <laughs> just use the porter system. It's very handy.
0: Yeah, um but it only it you can't make a stop. It goes literally from place to place to where you need to go. Mm. And then elemental crystals and shards can also be gathered to fuel item synthesis. Uh, most crystals are expected to be one of six elements, but some are drained of their elemental aspect, which are called uh, de-aspected crystals, or exclusively aspects called over-aspected crystals. And then Mordona is littered with unnaturally occurring crystals as a side effect of the environmental damage caused by the Battle of Cer- Silver tier skies as opposed to the enshrined gems seen elsewhere. Crystals are a scenery as in common element and final and significant areas for much of the series. Yeah, um the battle of silver, silver tier skies is literally like the first cutscene, like major like cinematic that you all watch when you start 14. Mm. And it's literally the Garlean Empire invading Eorzea and Midgard Summer comes out of flipping nowhere and just wrecks everything. And then takes down a giant airship also killing him. Ish.
1: I thought it was Bahamut.
0: Nope. Well, Bahamut comes later after the Battle of Silver to, uh, Silver to Skies. Oh. But that's a whole other... Th- like That's another cutscene that you see is Bahamut literally... Making a giant meteor.
1: That's the one I remember. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why uh, Mordona, like, the Mordona you see in-game uh, in Realm Reborn and obviously all the expansions and everything, game that you can see now is, like, basically a wasteland is because Bahamut. Hmm. Um... So Eorzean myths and legends extrolled their world to be created by the mother crystal, which became synonymous uh, synonymous cinem, c- Simonius? Simonius. Anonymous. synonymous god words synonymous with hydaelyn an elder primal who serves as a protector while using as a medium to communicate with others the mother crystal is located deep within the depths of the source and initially was part of the conflict between hydaelyn and the assians who sought to give the mother crystal to zodiac the mother crystal can bestow special crystals of light to on certain individuals the warrior of light attained six of them uh through the course of the main scenario these crystals act as a conduit of the Blessing of Light. Hyda and later bestows the vast ether within the Mother Crystal to the Scions of the Seventh Dawn so they can use to reach the Meterlin, followed by Xenos Glavius, consuming what remained of the Mother Crystal. And then four crystals can be seen during the animation of the Thunder Mage ability Shift Cast. And the second part with Zeno's Glavius that is during the Stormblood expansion, but that, I was that's wondering
1: when we get to the convoluted part. There,
0: there yep. was. Yep, that that is Stormblood. <laughs> that is through one of the expansions, um, and the thund- or thunder Mage is um, the class that you be- then become a black mage. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot more with crystals and fourteen. Um. It's just, you know, that would be an entire episode on itself because that is literally the entire, se- like, storyline for the game is specifically around a crystal. Hmm. And I'm... Just go play it. Just, just come join us. Just go just go play it.
2: That's all you need to do.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to
2: get... Do, do Batman. you enjoy being on this side of it, Ben? Like, normally you're like, oh, I don't know what happens and we're the ones trying not to spoil things. But for this one, you get to be the one over there smiling just knowing what's coming
0: yeah yeah it's a, uh, it's interesting that's for sure because i don't want to spoil things because it's such a great game hence why it's going to go on for uh, probably another 10 years
1: oh i can't wait for you to get through nine
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh after 14 we have 15 so we all know what trey feels or Steven feels about fifteen. Oh, uh, <laughs> and try. <laughs>
1: so it's not my not my least favorite game I've ever played. That's fair. I can give it that much.
0: Uh, So the crystal is a powerful magical artifact in the world of Eos. The crystal's powers is that the light and is source of the unmatched magical power is kept by the kingdom of Lucius and protected by the line of Lucian kings. According to legend, the crystal is of divine origin and was bestowed to humanity alongside the ring of Lucy, uh, which harnesses the crystal's power for a chosen few. The ring itself holds a small crystal. A legend speaks of the King of Light, the one who will wield the full powers of the crystal to save the world from darkness. The crystal mythos in Final Fantasy XV incorporates many traditional Final Fantasy elements. And the disc of Kothis is a site where the remains of the crystalline meteorite lie said to have been caught by the Astral Titan uh, eons ago. The crystal meteorite burns with a blue light and the town of Lestrielum uses shards as of pa- uh, shards of it as a power source.
1: I don't mean to repeat myself, but where was all this in the game? I mean, I think I remember the disc of um, however you pronounce that. Um, I think that's like that big giant thing you see um, after you first leave the garage. Oh uh, you drive uh, by yeah, and you're yes. like, oh you're yep. the giant structure mm-hmm. um and i always drove by it being like oh that thing would be cool it would be neat to go explore that but
0: see the thing with 15 is since it was a like the true open world that's not the MMO um you have to read a lot in the like con in the in the context stuff Flavor tax and all that stuff to really get a whole lot. I feel like the like story wise with fifteen, it was mostly like you know you and your bros just going out camping and you know (laughs) trying to save your fiance.
1: Eating cup noodle.
0: Yeah, like you know, (laughs) I mean the game is massive on scale for a Final Fantasy compared to like the next one we're going to talk about, which I mean. Sixteen's still massive, but like compared to 15 fifteen had way more content because because you can you can freely roam around and do other stuff
1: I mean it's big, but 16s long
0: Sixteen's 16's long because cutscenes
1: yes, but <laughs> 15 there's a lot of open empty space where there's no yeah, that's done. also true you can, you can run for an hour and not run into anything. That's also so, true. Yeah, it's it's big, but be There's nothing to do in all that space. But anyway.
0: <laughs> but there's space, and it's cool. Yeah, look at the scenery. Look at the environment. Like, that's what they had. <laughs> do they have hunts in 15? I
2: don't really remember. Yeah, they do. I think they did. Yeah, yeah they that
1: did. You know that restaurant that you go to that's right next oh, yeah, to the yeah, Oh, the yeah, yeah, you, do, the, yep, you, you do, hunts. do them at the
2: restaurants. But I, like, I feel like 16 does a much better job of utilizing the the open spaces for hunts and stuff. Like, I don't, I just remember 15 having tons of just blank
0: area. And the thing with 16 is, like, each area is, like, you know, sectioned off from the rest of, like, where you can actually go. So you're not, like, it's not true open. Like how 15 was. Yeah, yeah. There are semi, it's past. a semi it's a
1: semi open world, which there are plot open, like plot blocks you know, right. Throughout. They're like you can't go here yet,
0: and then with sixteen now we're talking about sixteen we get into Final Fantasy Sixteen. So crystals in the land of Valstea, okay, thank you, are mountainous monuments that bless the realms with ether people revered to flock with them using the ether to ease their lives as the crystals are the power of the land great wars have been waged over across for them but an uneasy peace was prevailed for a long time until the coming of the blight
1: and that's all we can say and for that's that. all
0: <laughs> we're going to talk about for 16 because <clears throat> go play 16 because it's an amazing game and the entire storyline literally deals with crystals
1: yeah yeah, it might be the most like other than thirteen, which apparently the entire game was had crystals just sprinkled throughout. Sixteen is like the the plot revolves around it. The entire thirteen
2: plot. didn't thirteen didn't really have crystals. It was much more like floating around. It was much more a a live stream type thing. Like the mm-hmm. see the way they were differentiated from regular humans was they had a tattoo.
1: Right, right. Was it was it thirteen two where like every character had some kind of crystal oh
2: model? oh yeah. I mm. I guess, but in terms of crystals being important, I don't I don't remember anything coming close to
1: what sixteen
2: did in terms of just story. I guess more story importance. Like yeah, they're prevalent in thirteen, but
0: I mean they're we, prevalent
2: in the way that the muggles are are what, around in, in about, nine.
0: What about 14? That, that, that's a very big plot point.
1: <laughs> I mean well, it's also know, a huge, It's also a huge plot point. in nine you just don't really see it. Know it for a yeah. while
0: yeah. right. So normally we would stop with 16, but we do have some side games. So we do have Final Fantasy type 0, which was the first Final Fantasy that was you uh, that came out on PS4, Xbox one. So, a crystal is located in each of the Parasilum of Orients, bestowing the nation with the blessing and power to its citizens, representative of mankind's pursuit, said to have been found long ago within their respective regions, their act as a means of political power, allowing their people to rule over their lands with the means of protection from invasion and to inspire hope. The crystals are sentient, and their will is often expressed through a... Aesia, and choosing who's unable to oppose the will of the crystals, the people of Orsia revere the crystals for their power and return the crystals, erase the personal memories associated with those who die among them, or among those who knew them. The crystals are said to be will of an equilibrium in the world, but their true purpose seems to be complete for birthing Agito, uh, communicating the wars to uh, that Ravage Orients.
1: I didn't understand a word of that.
0: Yes. (laughs) Type 0 was a weird game because it had, it was the card-based game that they did on the consoles. Oh. Yeah, it had, like, a card-based, like, combat system, I believe. Like, I've only played, like, a little bit of it, like, when it first came
1: out. Is it connected to 13 because there was that same... uh, Uh, I think it's in the
0: same, like... Universe? Universe, but I don't think it's like directly tied to thirteen. Sure.
1: And Trey, then... do you know if, if type zero is connected to thirteen? No. Uh,
2: I have no memory whatsoever of type zero. I never played it. I don't I don't remember anything at all about it, actually.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> uh know. the four crystals forions are Vermilion bird crystal of the dominion of rubrum. That bestows the power of magic. The white tiger crystal. Of the Melasti Empire. That bestows the power of weapons. The dragon crystal. Of the king of Concordia. That bestows the power of the dragon. And the black tortoise crystal. Of the Lorsian alliance. That bestows the power of the shield. Now. Quick side thing. I do like how type 0. Uses. One of the crystals is literally called the Azure Dragon. Well, you meet a specific, like there's a specific dragoon called the Azure Dragoon in fourteen.
1: I had a feeling it was coming here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, play the dragoon storyline. You'll
1: you'll learn more. I'm trying. It's very boring. (laughs)
0: So well, what? Realm Reborn's a slog. Once you get through Realm Reborn, it just it Heaven's Ward is where it's at. Boy is it. <laughs> uh and then now we have Final Fan- or Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. So, Jack, Ash, Jed, Neon, and Sophia all possess a dark-colored, egg-shaped crystal that seamlessly draws draws them to destroy chaos and restore the elemental crystals. After defeating a strong enemy, such as a fiend, the crystal may absorb the res- residue darkness and unlock some of the user's memory, allowing them to recall some of their past. Each crystal is a Lufian memory storage device that allows strangers to collect their memories and bring them into the next, uh next time loop making it easier to remember their real mission and one of the early iterations of the cycle Jack entrusted these original Dark Crystal to Princess Sarah to use it as a failsafe to remember his real task to stop the Lufian's influence over Cornelia and you can learn more of that during our Warrior Light episode yes because we have a whole thing with Final Fantasy Uh, Stranger of Paradise
1: yeah, yeah. It's, we, I think we all agreed we want to play it because it sounds awesome,
0: and it ties them in back into the original,
1: which I still need to play. Also, yeah, it's on the list as well. Yep, that's you a good thing about doing this podcast. No, nah,
2: okay. Oh no, I I got halfway through it and I I got turned around and I just never got back to it. So oh, okay. Again, I just miss I just miss being able to navigate and being able to being told where to go. I know it's not the most real realistic thing, but you know, I don't like getting turned around.
1: I agree. That's why That's I like tin so much. You have no choice but to go forward. <laughs> You've got one path to go on.
2: And
0: then uh, now we have behind the scenes. So this is obviously behind the scenes of how the crystals were made and all that fun stuff. So... Okay. You're know,
1: Hironobu Sakaguchi.
0: Thank you. Uh, Attributes to the inclusion of the crystals in the original Final Fantasy designer Kuchi Ishii?
1: You're on your own with that one.
0: (laughs) Ishii has stated that, and the major theme of the game uh, was the world exists uh, because the elemental forces of nature in the Final Fantasy explored the relationship between these elements. The idea of certain enemies being resistance or weak to elemental attacks was taken from Dungeons & Dragons, as gameplay designer Akatoshi Kawazu uh, believed that the idea made sense that there was something not done in Japanese RPGs before. This grew into an idea of the creatures of the world being tied to the four ele- elements, and the crystals represented the power of those cri- elements. I, really I mean that like makes that. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they wanted to try some, do something different that wasn't in Japanese games till then, and they Which literally just, yeah, we'll just rip off Dungeons and Dragons because well, the Americans well, the four have four imagination.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the four elements are they're a uh, that's very, that's a thing very important the Japanese. Yeah, yeah,
0: the four elements is a is an original thing and very important to mythos and myths and everything and legends and the Japanese culture.
2: We gave them Dungeons and Dragons. They gave (laughs) us what we ripped off and turned into Power Rangers. So it's a (laughs) win-win.
1: Oh, we really won!
0: Oh yeah, Super Sentai. Hey, Super Sentai. Some of the original stuff is really weird. I will give them no Super Sentai, which is the Japanese versions. Power Rangers came after Super Sentai, and so if you go and watch Power Rangers, all the fight scenes. Is literally directly from the Japanese Super Sentai show. I they do not. The they do not film any fight scenes in the uh, for Power Rangers, unless if it's like they don't have their helmets on or something like that. That right. is the only time they actually film fight scenes. Until I think like the newest Power Ranger series is actually the first original Power Ranger series to where they're doing everything for once. Hmm.
1: But, but I mean, yeah. all the, all the, guys, <laughs> I don't want to go off in a tangent about Power Rangers, but I mean, all the guys, I'm pretty sure all the Power Rangers were at least familiar with martial arts.
0: So uh, yeah, if you watch the original, like the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, all the original actors had some sort of like background with um, being a gymnast, martial arts dancing, anything like that. Uh, like Jason, uh, the, the actor who plays Jason, and then obviously yeah, the Jason David Frank, who plays away. Tommy, um uh, so the red and green ranger slash white ranger, um, they knew legitimate martial arts. Everyone right. else knew like bits and bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, all the fight scenes when they're in costume with helmets on is directly pulled from the Super Sentai. Huh. They just dub over the voices.
1: I need to watch this
0: now. <laughs> it's hysterical i just
2: i just enjoy that i can just drop a little tidbit and then you guys just go off for like five minutes <laughs> I
0: lo- hey I've, I've been i've watched power rangers since i was a kid and i've seen every series but it's just hilarious that they like oh my gosh directly rip off that's, like that's everything power rangers. They, yeah
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: so anyway back on topic um during the development of Final Fantasy II, wow. some employees at Square were hesitant to make it a numbered sequel uh, if it was set in a new world, and it was agreed to retain some elements of the first game setting to appeal to its fans. Kenji Turita, a scenario writer for the first three Final Fantasy games, had said that it was his idea to keep the crystals as part of the setting, as crystals are a common idea in the f- fantasy fiction, and he thought they would be a good recurrent theme to have a Final Fantasy became a larger franchise, the word concept of crystals could be a quote-unquote keyword that future games explored in different ways.
1: Good idea, Kenji.
0: Yes. I mean, yep. you literally set the foundation to the franchise of we, what we have today.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad they decided to do numbered games, too. It feels like it made the the series what it is if they were just doing like if they had different names imagine the games are already as confusing as they are imagine also having some crazy name that has nothing to do with the game i'm sure (laughs) attached to the name right like final fantasy spirits within imagine that would be crazy
2: and I mean, I know we're wrapping up, but I think Crystals is probably like one of the first things I think of anyway, when it comes to Final Fantasy, it's probably the first thing I think of really, I mean, when it comes to Final Fantasy is a Chris is like Crystals. Yeah,
0: crystal. I would say so, too. I mean, it it kind of helps that it's on most box arts. Yeah, so there's well, or a Chocobo or oh, ch- yeah, chocobo. Yeah, chocobo or a
2: Moogle. Zombo. Yeah. I mean, they have I a bunch. There's, there are a lot. There are lots of options.
1: I think the only one that actually has a crystal is nine, right? I don't think any of the other ones have. Mm,
2: mm, I think one different. had a crystal on it.
1: Well, they the the first three or four all had so many different um, four- box. Art. I think
0: eleven and 14's box art had crystals on it as well for the MMOs. No. Pretty. Know- I'm pretty sure fourteen did.
1: A lot of them ended up having characters from this. Like, I think one ended up having Warrior of Light on there. Um, three had um, the guy with the daggers. Hmm. Four had cane. Um, the uh, dragoon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they had Kane on the front. Um, so most of them end
1: up being characters. True. But at some point, they had a crystal on there.
0: And before we do wrap up the show, I. I just remember this there is another thing with crystals which it's called the final fantasy lost stranger manga crystals do play a part in that manga series it's just essentially when someone dies they become a crystal they become a life crystal and then what typically in that world they bury that life crystal as like uh, as for the body but with the main character being, you know, isekai into the world of Final Fantasy, thinking, oh, well, can't we just use Raze or, you know, like a Phoenix down to revive? Yeah, right. It's like, oh, no, those are part of myths. And it's like, what? So, and then he goes on a journey trying to find powerful magic to raise the dead. Oh. Yeah. Really good manga series. And it's it, right at the get go, it really tells you, like, these things could possibly exist in the world and probably do exist because he has a special power that is supposedly from myth, which is Libra, which is the magical eye ability that you can see all um,
1: descriptions of things. Yeah, and 12 is how you see traps Mm -hmm. on the ground.
0: So, really cool. And if you like 14 or the MMO stuff, the manga series is heavily based on that stuff, but it, it takes stuff from all the Final Fantasy series. There's you'll see enemies types, you'll see enemies and characters literally copy and pasted from a game into the manga, and it's just hysterical because the guy who gets re like Isakide worked at Square Enix specifically working for Final Fantasy. So he's played all the Final Fantasy and has all this knowledge. <laughs> and it's just thing, yeah. hysterical. So there's nine volumes. Go read it. Anyway, um, that's all I have. Is there anything else you guys want to add?
1: I think after three episodes, we've, we've covered enough on crystals.
0: All right. Well, uh, join us next week as we go- dive into magic, which is going to be another three episodes. Which, oh, at least, yeah. Yeah, I just... Finish writing up show notes for those finally. So, oh, good. yep. <laughs> and then, God knows what we go on after that. Um, if we're going to continue season one with more stuff to where we can go into the different types of magic, or we could do that as a whole different season. So, we shall see.
1: We'll see as we go, yeah.
0: But thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and may the crystals guide you. Thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at fflorecast. And you can email us at fflorecast at gmail.com.